For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When I met my husband, Chuck, he was famous for doing things like this. Now he's in his 80s and he's still doing this for fun. And since we live on a ranch, he's up at sunrise doing things like this. Isn't that right, honey? That's right. He's stronger, can work out longer, keeps up on his ranch chores, and has plenty of energy left over for his grandkids. I've made just one change. I still feel like I'm in my 50s. I've started doing this too, and I've never felt better. I feel 10 years younger, and my body looks leaner, and I have energy all day. Chuck made a video that explains everything. Watch it. It'll change the way you think about your health. Watch this video. Watch the video. You won't believe how simple it is. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. It is a Monday, brand new Monday, brand new start of the week. Uh, and actually, I can, I'm here to tell you once and for all, primary's over. 2024 GOP primary is over. It's, it's over. Um, and I'm glad that I have my co-host here because we're going to break it down for you. Um, for anybody that is behind Larry out there and um, the rest of the people, um, it's over. I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I just want. I mean, and and you know what, too. Well, first off, uh, we're broadcasting on Red Voice Media Network. If you don't know where it is, they are on the Amazon Fire Stick. They're on Roku. Uh, they're on Rumble. They're on many of these platforms. They're new up-and-coming conservative network. Make sure that you visit them. If you go over to their website, you can even get premium content over there. Um, just type in uh, Wayne for uh, premium content. Let me introduce the Godfather Conservative Radio, Mr. Hutch Bailey Jr. Hello, Wayne and Jason. Good morning, everybody. Glad to be here. Nice little catch there. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have from Muslim Soda, Mr. Jason Robinson. Hey, 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 happy Monday, everybody. Can't wait to get this week started. Um, you know, I, I was thinking over the weekend, and um it's 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 it, it's real easy. It's real easy to see how uh it's over. The primary's over, literally. 
Um, and I'm so glad that people are coming to their senses. But you know what I was thinking? This maybe in 2016, maybe the Ted Cruz people came over and voted for Donald Trump. I don't think they're going to do it now. <laughs> I mean, because they were so into DeSantis and um, he was up in the Hamptons this weekend. He had to cancel two appearances. Really? Not only did he, not only did he cancel two appearances, <laughs> the six that six thousand dollar plate he reduced it to three thousand dollar plate, and he still had to cancel. <laughs> that's that, that that's bad, folks. And he's 37, 40 points <laughs> behind. It's over. It's over. Okay. I mean that that's I mean, I can't I I can't say it any more clearly. Uh, President Trump is is on his game. I, I saw him in Pennsylvania area. I didn't watch the whole thing, but uh, God darn, that's a, uh, and I know this is a family show, but that's a big ass crowd, boy. That <laughs> big ass crowd for a little ass town. That, oh, yeah. that's, that's a big crowd, and and um, and and the beautiful well. It was just so beautiful. They're just American people. Just so beautiful. Um, and but what did y'all think? It's some fries too. I got to thinking this weekend some real unconventional stuff. Okay, I'm sitting there and I'm looking at a couple articles. I already know what Vivek Ramaswamy is talking. I, I've heard his platform, mm -hmm. and I you can tell who it's targeted to get. Is targeted to get us. Yep. And I also noticed RFK Jr.'s fake platform, which is also geared to get us while he's a leftist psycho. You know, I mean, I had to step back and you got to ask yourself, how is the guy on abortion? How is he on gun control? How is mm. he on environmental issues? How is he on World Economic Forum? The guy's a dud. You know, he's got a couple good areas with the vaccines that I'm hundred percent with him. But when you look at the entire candidate, I started thinking both these two guys are plants, you know, and maybe not planted by somebody, but to me, both of those two guys, Vivek and RFK jr. Are designed to unseat Trump. And I just hope everybody sees that. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I think if you break down the numbers, let's say the country's 50-50 Democrat-Republican, just to talk rough numbers, and half of the Republicans, so 25% of the total, is just we're going to ride or die with Trump. And that number's not going to move. Like, that number, that's why he's over 50% in all the polls on the Republican side, and I just I just don't see that moving. And, um, you know, I think if you look like Ramaswamy, I, I like Vivek and I think he's appealing to that MAGA crowd. I think the only chance he has of the nomination is if Trump were to drop out, um, which I don't see happening. Um, I think he's running to do something else, become a senator from Ohio or throw his hat in the ring for vice president or something like that. For RFK Jr., I like I don't like his platform. I disagree with him on a lot of things. I think he's kind of Trump on the left. And I think that he is 
anti-establishment. I think his family was killed by the government. And he's like, he sees what the Democrat Party became over the last 20, 30 years. And he's like, screw it. I'm going to blow this up. And uh, I'm just excited to see see that primary, you know, because because he brings to the left. And it was funny. I talked to a few friends this weekend and they're like, so is this Hunter Biden thing real? And there are people on the left who are kind of normies. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, like, this is totally a real thing. I've been telling you for years, you know, like, let me show you this congressional hearing. Let me show you this. Let me show you that. And, and their minds just blown where they're like, like, this is crazy. And RFK Jr. is the gateway to breaking through because they see like a lot of them are Kennedy fans and they, you know, they kind of kind of like him, kind of like those on the right, like Trump. And they're mm -hmm. like, why are they smearing this guy? And they're starting to see like behind the curtain, like, holy cow, if you're not in the political elite, they just roll over you like a steamroller. So and that's, I agree with you 100 percent. I just want to clarify one thing. I think you're right. He is the MAGA of the left. Let's yep. keep his ass on the left. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't think any of people us talking about him as VP pick. And it's like, no, 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 no. Let's watch it. Let's enjoy it. Let's see the Democrats eat themselves. But at the end of the day, that guy's not for the same America that we are. No, yeah. I, actually, if I had to give President Trump advice, I'd say hire him to work on blowing up federal agencies, like whatever something, job something, title there's, is. There's definitely a usefulness for him. Yeah. I mean, you know, I could see like if he doesn't get the nomination on the Democrat side where Trump says, mm -hmm. I'm just going to bring him on. Your job is to dismantle the deep state. Like you are the czar of deep state dismantling. I don't know if the vice presidential candidate is in the crop of the keyboard elves. Uh, no, it's not. I, yeah, I, because um, all that money that is behind DeSantis right now, I mean, he has propped himself up. The name loser never really leaves you when you start when you lose and when you get blown out, like you're getting blown out right now, you get a very bad label. I mean, it's almost like the John Edwards type thing, you know, oh, yeah. uh, the Brooke okay. girl. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, um, the way, the way that I see it right now, the vice president has not yet been seen yet. Uh, and, <laughs> I was thinking this morning, I was like, Vivek, you okay right now? You you are Ted Cruz 2016. But when it comes down to it, he's going to take you out too. And I don't it see... It wouldn't even have to be him. The I don't see him... Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I don't see him fighting back on what he's done experience type because if Donald Trump throws that experience stuff out there, Vivek doesn't have any experience. So he could just slam him on experience and kick him off the stage. If, if that's the case, Vivek has a uh, vision. He has vision of where he wants things to go. Like, uh, like, um, like, like Jason was talking about Maybe there's a center. Ohio, you said Ohio? I'm pretty yeah. sure he's from Ohio. He is. I mean, okay. that's where he lives. Right. Okay. He's from, the, he's from there. 
So maybe now you know what you know what I learned about Ohio? Yeah, it's a whole lot of shootings in um Chicago. There's a whole lot of drugs in Ohio. Yes. There's Big a whole time. lot of shootings in Ohio too. Big time. And when I saw the documentary on, I was like, what nobody's talking about all those, I mean, all those drug things and stuff in there. I mean, I, wow, I didn't know what I didn't know it was that bad. You know, it's like that but, anywhere there was an industrial base. True. Pittsburgh, yeah, basically all Baltimore, the Rust Belt where West Virginia. Yeah, West Virginia. Yeah. Yeah, the whole, yeah. The whole, the whole Rust Belt, man. Yeah, yeah when you take you take out the um the industrial side and you slip drugs in there to well, we can't give you work, but we'll give you drugs. We'll keep you asleep here. Yep. Old, so, you don't, yeah. so you don't riot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Go ahead, Jason. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say that, yeah, you, you take all these towns that these factories and industrial stuff were moved out of, the fentanyl and meth just moved right in behind it, and now they're just decimated. You know, Jessica on Getter right now, she's on Getter, and Thank you, Jessica, for General Flynn for Vice President. I, I agree um, on that statement, too. I, I'm the same way. Who, Jessica? Yeah. Yeah. Jessica says, I I don't trust Vivek. Something about him doesn't sit right. And when I read that, it's not like that's like one every 20 individuals. That's like one every five individuals. On social media, you, even though they like them, that always follows. There's something, there's something about them. There's, I just, it's like maybe, maybe it's not. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, like to push back against you when you said that he's a plant. I don't know if he's a establishment plant. I think, I think he saw an opportunity. I think that his opportunity. I think that uh, it speaks more about his judgment because you're not going to beat Trump. So what kind of judgment do you have if you're going to jump right in there? You ain't got no name. Nobody knows you. You don't have really a whole lot of experience, executive type experience to lead, uh, to command an army. You really, you really want to be. You're going to leave the transmitters in there. Commander in chief. Really? Okay. All right. I mean, I mean, what have you done? And and see, that's why I wanted to have him on the show. I wanted to talk to him. I wanted to talk to him. Uh, and th there was a spaces on Twitter. I'm still calling it Twitter. I ain't calling no no damn X. I'm calling it Twitter. Well, you know what? You know what? <clears throat> I don't even I don't even know what to call it because Twitter's dead. That that X is not even a former Twitter. That that's. That's only only favorites. I call it only favorites. I call it that. But I was in one of those rooms, and uh, Vivek was in there, and he was talking to people. And I, you know, I went in there, and I was like, "Okay, let me hit the speaker so I can ask him a question." And the guy wouldn't let me be a speaker, so I could <laughs> ask him a question. But I and Elon Musk was in there too. Uh, and I, I mean, really, I don't want to ask Elon Musk any question. I just wanted to ask Vivek a question. But the guy, uh, no, there are no speaker slots. Okay. But I saw people behind me getting put up on speaker slots. I was like, wait a minute. What is this? Okay. All right. All right. I, I, 
if that's if that's the way you want to play, that I can play that way. I left. I you know I left. I, I was like I ain't got time for this. I ain't got time for this. You know, you, you want to be cool with people, be cool with people. That's that's you know. But uh, all I want is answers. I, I want I want serious answers about why why or what is putting you in that situation that you want to be president. What experience do you have? Because when you when it starts getting down to it, y'all, when it really starts to get down to it, the people are gonna say, okay, you don't have that name, like I told you. We gotta let you on something. And if you don't have that name, we gotta, you know, this we gotta hang our hats on something. And here's a here's a reality, here's a harsh reality that people need to keep in mind, especially if you're a Ramaswamy fan. The only reason that Vivek, Vivek Ramaswamy basically has the same message as Donald Trump. Am I right on that, guys? Is there a whole lot of differentiation between Pretty Trump close. and Ramaswamy? Pretty close. Yeah. So right now, you have an artificial wall of safety around Vivek because he doesn't have enough votes. So nobody cares what he says. All he's going to do is – I'm talking about the left and the right establishment. All he's going to do is draw votes away from their biggest fear. Donald Trump, if he ever gets above that threshold for whatever reason, oh, the DOJ is coming to his house. The whole wrath of the federal government will be on Ramaswamy like a freaking red dot. It'll be on him immediately, and he won't have the resources to fight it, and they'll crush him. That just hasn't happened yet because they didn't need it yet. But his message is every bit as detrimental to the establishment as Trump's. Right. I was going to say, as I look at the Republican field, um, I mean, I I think we're all safe to say Trump right now, unless something unforeseen happens, is going to win. Vivek, I fully support Vivek jumping in the fray and people like Vivek because I think we need political outsiders that aren't afraid to put their neck in the fight. Vivek has no chance of winning unless Trump gets arrested and can't run. Um, and I think Vivek knows that. And I mean, you know, he'll give an interview and like, oh no, I won't be this or that. I think he wants, if you legitimately believe he wants to help make a difference in the country, those are the sorts of people that we're going to want. And I'm not saying he's the one, but I'm saying we need political outsiders to come in with a vision for the country and find ways to make things better. Because after Trump, like there's not a lot of mega people. There's like five or six we can count on. There's only 20 members of the House of Representatives. There's what, three senators we can count on? So, and from the establishment, if you say vice president, the establishment is just anti-mega, anti-populist movement. And anybody who gets on their dole and starts taking their money, they're dead. I mean, I don't see myself voting for somebody in my lifetime that is an establishment guy, you know. Now, in the general, the establishment money will drift to the Republican candidate. But, like, right now where it's like the establishment wants DeSantis and the population wants Trump, like, DeSantis is dead to me. He took the money. You know, now you're tainted. I saw a poll this morning, a pretty scary poll for those of us that uh, are conservative in the country. If Donald Trump is not the nominee, uh, what were the states? It was uh, Ohio, 
Wisconsin Mm -hmm. and Michigan all become swing states. Pennsylvania goes back to blue. All the rest of them go back to blue, and we get blown the hell out. People in the Midwest are not going to vote for anybody but Trump. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the last couple elections, I mean, you have your however many states were red, however many states were blue, like nobody's going to win California, right? And, and you know what? Florida's going to go to the Republican probably. You know, I think that's a red enough state. But the whole election comes down to six states, you know, Wisconsin, Nevada, Arizona. And I hate, uh, I hate that too. But it that? changes. It shifts. Those, those. That's what I was saying. Right. The states that we looked at in 2022 – we're swing states because Trump was in there. Oh, right. For 2020, rather. You take uh, you take Trump out of them, and the whole landscape changes. The names of the states that we're watching changes. Everything changes. Well, yeah, that's, I, I mean, that's kind of the math. If you look at, I mean, go look at a Trump rally in Pennsylvania. How many of those people just don't vote? If well, it's, See, that's the thing. When he came, Pennsylvania was blue, man. It wasn't right. a swing state. Correct. That's because of Trump. Yep. He won in 2016 in Pennsylvania. That didn't oh, right. happen like four over. years. A lot yeah. of people. Oh, yeah. A lot of people crossed over. Oh, are you there? Um, who, me? Can you hear me now? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I yeah. Wayne was spinning on my screen, so I didn't know if he. Uh, oh. we lost us. But, yeah, no, Trump, th- that's why the electability of an establishment Republican, you know, if they would have nominated Ted Cruz in 2016, he gets blown out. Yep. If they would have nominated an establishment candidate in 2020, they get blown out. And if somehow, like if Nikki Haley in the general, good luck. Like, you know, I, I mean, the whole election's decided by one percentage point across five to 10 states. And Trump easily makes up that difference. And you can see the elect the electorate sees it. They see Chris Christie being an idiot. They right. see Asa Hutchinson. They see this, whatever that guy, herd guy is the whole country sees it. The Republicans' game is up. The Republican Party's game, their their fake-out is up. Everybody knows about it. Or well, enough, yeah. pe- enough people know yeah, about and, it. But you and, know what, too? I mean, people that are running in the establishment I, side are either running for future elections. Like, Tim Scott knows he won't win. He wants to get his name out there. You know, some folks like Nikki Haley, I can't figure out her game. You know, DeSantis just went all in, and he's just hoping that the DOJ, the only chance he has is if all this money works out or if something happens where Trump can't run, he thinks then he'll be the default. And I just I just don't see it. You know, I don't see Trump stepping down. I, I think the more they attack him, the more pissed off he gets. And instead of being like, oh, no, they're coming after me. It's like or my family or whatever. I think well, he's just like, screw well, you more guys. Like, like he's going gangster mode. He's like, I am not I am not going to uh, put up with this. So. Can I just say it's kind of exciting that is Wayne screen spinning on your screen too, Hutch? Uh-oh. Oh, geez. Yeah, Good I don't have Wayne. Wayne. All right, thank oh, you. Oh, funny. Um, <laughs> uh, no, Wayne I mean. Are you there? <laughs> hey, how about Devin Archer testifying today? No, no, today? no, wait, 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 wait. I don't, I, think, no. you, I don't think you can hear, Jason. Wayne's trying to get a word in. I've been oh. trying to talk. I've been trying to talk the whole time. Um, but I mean, the thing is, uh, when 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 I uh, you talked about how uh, Trump might Trump would get mad, I think it's the American people that's going to get mad. The American people are the ones that are keeping his numbers up, not him. 
Well, I mean, he is, but the American people are the ones that are keeping Trump's numbers up. And when he is, I mean, again, he was in Pennsylvania this weekend. He killed it. He killed it. And that's what we're used to is, um, is, is watching him. It looks like I'm lagging a little bit. Am I lagging a little bit? Okay. No. All right. Okay. Um, but he killed it. And the reason why I said that uh, he continues to soar is because there's nobody, ladies and gentlemen, I, I, I mean, I'm saying it from the bottom of my heart. And I'm not trying to hurt nobody's feelings. I'm just telling you the truth. There is nobody in this field that's going to over, overtake Donald Trump legitimately. Nobody. DeSantis can't even catch him. He can't even catch him. As a matter of fact, Russell Swami is catching DeSantis, but DeSantis can't even catch him. Uh, I mean, DeSantis is losing all that weight for nothing. I mean, and and honestly, he's going to wake. I mean, I, I think he's trying to hold out into the debates. I really do. I really do. I don't think he's going to get out before the debates, but I wish he would. I wish he would because the man is dying death of a thousand cuts right now. I mean, he had to get rid of a third of his staff. The donors are leaving him. He doesn't have any small donors. He's canceling up in the Hamptons. Hey, let me tell you this about the Hamptons, too. Where did he send those? Um, uh, uh, <laughs> where did he send those illegals? <laughs> <laughs> Millie were up there eating finger sandwiches. <laughs> Martha's Vineyard isn't too far away from the Hamptons, I don't think. I don't know. I, you know, I ain't never been up there, but, um, dude, you're going around and you're trying to make all these states Florida, and the people, the, <coughs> Jason's, uh, Jason said earlier about the heartland of America. Heartland don't want to be Florida. They don't want to be Florida. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. They don't. They, I mean, it's a nice place to vacation. I don't know if you want to live there. It's a nice place to vacation. And I know, I know a lot of conservatives. Yeah, I'm moving to Florida. I'm moving to Florida. Okay, all right. You do that. You do that. Uh, and I hear uh, you might. It might be hard to get some insurance down there since some of those insurance places are leaving. And uh, you. You might not see anybody my color down there because they leaving too. And then you got the illegal immigrant, the immigrants, legal and legal, they leaving. So some of y'all gonna have to work those fields when you go down. <laughs> some of y'all gonna have to work those fields because uh, that stuff got to be picked. The, uh, those oranges got to be picked. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's me, but uh, no, I mean, it's like, I just, I just don't see anybody in that field. And I think it's time to call, honestly, I think it's time. It's a, uh, it's beginning of August. Nobody's a dead, a dead month. Yeah. I don't, nobody's going to make a move, but by the end of August, I think that people should start dropping out. I really do. I really do. I mean, you don't. You just don't have a debate. Just have a debate. Well, the if, thing that they, the thing it was that they haven't done the thing they haven't done, which is is a shame, 
The media should have came out. We had an honest media. Somebody should have came out and said, Trump is a one in a hundred year thing. Yeah. This is not normal. This guy has taken the country by storm. We've yep. tried everything to put he this took guy it by out. Storm and he hasn't given it up. No. He hasn't they, given and, it up. And they tried everything. Yeah. They, they even the military, they tried taking Flynn out. I mean, all the things that they've done. Bill Barr says he's going to jump off a bridge if Trump's elected. I mean, the guy is is clearly the leader of our times. And that was that's pretty much my problem. With the Keebler elves, I understand them. They are my enemy. But with Vivek, it's like, dude, you're only 30. Why couldn't you have helped? Why'd you have to come out and, and do this crusade that you can never win? Why didn't you use all of your brain power and everything else to help the guy? And then maybe next time, after people know you, maybe you'll have a chance. But that's not the way you do it, man. In my opinion. I mean, everybody got their own opinion. They all stink. But that's yeah, I mean, I can see I can see I can see both of your opinions on him about coming out and being seen and getting your voice out there. Uh but in today's politics, wouldn't you want to have some type of resume before you ran for president instead of just getting out there and saying I'm here. I'm new. I'm different from them. But who are you? I'm Rivet. Please know, make me Secretary you? of Labor. Who Who are you? But again, he's coming out and uh, he said he don't want it. He did. He doesn't want any spot in Trump's thing. And I and I think that might have turned some people off too. But I mean, I also understand. But I also understand his position there too. He doesn't want to be part of DC a lot. Well, unless he's trying to clean it up, unless he's in charge and trying to clean it up, he doesn't want no part of it, which is a valiant turn on, but also a turn off for some people. It's like, wait a minute, hold on. We've got a whole country to save. I was going to say, we got six months till we even have the first primary. You know, any speculation of what anybody will accept or won't accept, or I'll do this or I'll do that. It's yeah, but just, it's coming out of It's like now. trying to predict the NFL season for three years from now. Like, yeah, so but- much is going to change between here and there. And frankly, if the guy wants to mount a serious presidential run, you expect him to say, I want to be the president. Like, I'm not here to interview to be this or that or the other thing. So, yeah. and, and I mean, I think for all of us, we need to adjust our thinking we so so if you if you say we're not Republicans, we're MAGA, we're Heartland, red, white, and blue people, we're almost a third party, really. Like we identify more as a third party than as the establishment. We need outsiders to come in. Everyone is gonna have flaws on their resume, every single one. And if we're gonna nitpick when they come in, like what about this or that or the other thing, we're never gonna get outsiders in there. So I think we get to know him. I think he's a good addition to the race. I think he brings some good conversation. Ultimately, I think he'll serve with President Trump in some capacity. Well, here's the thing. He, he better not stump his toe because if he stumps his toe, I, if he stubs his toe and he gets in that um, jet stream of Donald Trump taking him down, that'll be the last time you hear of him. <laughs> it'll be the last time you hear of him because that's where, that's where DeSantis is going. 
he's going back to uh, he's going back to um, Florida, and um, uh, Byron Donalds is going to beat him in twenty twenty eight as the next governor. You watch. Donald's might be VP. I don't know if they would do that because if you, um, you're going to have to give up the the delegates of Florida, both people are from Florida. So I don't know if they really want to do that. But you know, we'll we'll see. We'll we'll see where that. Gonna be goes. exciting. Yeah. All right. Um, with that said, ladies and gentlemen, we're getting ready to take a commercial break. When we come back, we're going to have our sister, um, Ayla, from uh, the new federal state of China here on the Wayne Pre podcast. Hudge Bailey Jr., Jason Robinson here, Red Voice Media. Attention Americans, breaking news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. Take action now. The Federal Reserve phase deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard. Your hard-earned assets are in jeopardy. But there's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Reach out to American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets. Visit protectfrombiden.com. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Be smart. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Visit protectfrombiden.com to get your free guide and get started. Again, that's protectfrombiden.com. When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition my pillow. The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe gusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow, When I met my husband, Chuck, he was famous for doing things like this. Now he's in his 80s, and he's still doing this for fun. And since we live on a ranch, he's up at sunrise doing things like this. Isn't that right, honey? That's right. He's stronger, can work out longer, keeps up on his ranch chores, and has plenty of energy left over for his grandkids. I've made just one change. I still feel like I'm in my 50s. I've started doing this too, and I've never felt better. I feel 10 years younger, and my body looks leaner, and I have energy all day. Chuck made a video that explains everything. Watch it. It'll change the way you think about your health. Watch this video. Watch the video. You won't believe how simple it is. Ladies and gentlemen, Welcome. Let's welcome Ayla Wang back to the show. What's up, sis? You're muted. Can't hear you. Hey, team. We can't hear our sister. 
Is that good right now? There we go. Oh, there you okay. go. Perfect. There you go. <laughs> Sorry right. about that, folks. And then hello again. Hi, Wayne. Hi, Hutch. And hi, Jason. Yeah. Very, uh, you know, happy to come back. And thank you for having me today. So awesome. Listen, um, I was talking with Roy uh, yesterday in the um, Baltimore metropolitan area. We were talking about a lot of things um, like introducing uh, the new federal state of China to um, the area. And, you know, I just can't get over. We have some questions for you, but I just can't. I still can't get over Miles still in jail. Um, the more the more I think about it, the more uh, injustice that is just running through my head and the risk that y'all are taking to deliver his message and to deliver his vision um, is extraordinary. But again, what keeps y'all motivated? Well, I, I think that, you know, thank you for mentioning Miles at the first place. I think that every supporter and every member of the new federal city of China misses him every day. Uh, it's been a long time for him not to broadcast in front of the camera. And I, I, I think that nobody would be able to understand that how much information or how much intelligence would, you know, is already lost or missing because of uh, his absence in, from, in, in front of the broadcast. I think that for every supporter under the new federal state of China, they understand that the whistleblowers movement is the last chance for, for Chinese people. There isn't such a great movement in the past for the Chinese history to really gather you know, such large number of people and to understand that the actual darkness of the Communist Party and has such inside support from the Communist Party itself. So I think that for every people who wish and who hope for a better future of China, that the new federal state of China is the only option that we have. Hey, look, let's, uh, <clears throat> we get new, new viewers all the time. Uh, so there might be people watching today that didn't watch the lead up to this, like last month and, and things like that. Uh, you say about the last chance. Let's let's just look at explain the the actual uh, timeline, it, not necessarily timeline, but the situation behind Miles being incarcerated without the chance of bail. Um, this is uh, headed up. They tried to do it during the Trump administration. They tried to get him locked up. Donald Trump said not today. And when the Biden administration got in, uh, they had previously anointed Ray as the FBI director who used to work for the CCP in a way with different representations in law firms, moved him into the DOJ. Uh, Miles Guo, ladies and gentlemen, was giving our nation, the people he thought were out there to protect our nation, giving them invaluable inside information from whistleblowers about the CCP and their attempted takeover. I wouldn't, I don't know about attempted their takeover of mm -hmm. agencies in the federal government. And so they locked him up for that without bail. The United States government locked mm -hmm. this man up that was giving us necessary information for our own defense. Did I miss anything? Ayla? 
Right. And, and thank you for, for mentioning that, Hutch. And I think that there are a couple more, you know, important facts that, you know, I, I'd like to our audience to be heard as well. Uh, you know, when you read Peter Navarro's book and Trump Times, that Peter specifically mentioned that Trump listened to Mr. Mouse's advice on on setting up the travel ban during COVID pandemic times to prevent more loss of lives within this country. Think about you know how much risk and how much intelligence that Mouse was trying to provide it to the United States to protect this country, right? And and Peter Navarro's book is 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 the proof of it. And and think about Pras Michel's case that uh, Pras Michel stated you know in his statement that he was helping Joe Lowe. Um, you know, to to lobby and to try to deport Miles in this country. Why would a man, you know, why would a man having the Chinese Communist Party to to make such big moves to deport him and to silence him and to, you know, to be afraid of him sitting in front of the camera? He is the number one enemy of the Chinese Communist Party. And in this country, many, many problems, including your COVID life loss, your economics, your infiltration, you know, in all aspects, it comes back to the Chinese Communist Party. This is why that, you know, this move, this movement is, is the first movement that distinguishes Chinese people from the Chinese Communist Party. That you saw ambassador, you know, of the CCP making a speech in the United States. They always say that, oh, Chinese people doesn't like invasion, that China wants to build a good relationship with the United States. That is true. The only problem is the Chinese Communist Party, which ambassadors of the CCP never mention about it. Right. So I think that the, the whistleblowers movement and the new federal state of China had had raised many, many essential concepts for the West to understand who the Chinese people are and why are Chinese people, you know, growing stronger and fighting against its own regime. You know, I, it's funny you say that one of my favorite parts of the new federal state of China is they always bring receipts. And for those who haven't are new to your guys work and your organization, Go check out the website. Go check out Miles Go's videos. And you'll see videos from five years ago that like, oh, that's happening right now. And I mean, the guy's not Nostradamus. He just knew the behind the scenes and what the plan was. And then when they arrested him, like they blew up his apartment or lighted on fire. And it's it's just been a tremendous story. And thank you so much for what Miles is doing and for what you guys are doing. Um, you know, when we talk about China's takeover, one of the things I'm seeing is a push for kind of the de-dollarization of the world and they're building a, an economic foundation. And I don't think people understand how catastrophic that'll be. Like they know China owns a bunch of our debt, but can you kind of walk our audience through like what China's plan is with that and kind of how that's going to create instability in the United States? Absolutely, Jason. And I think, you know, the, China's de-dollarization coming directly out of the DCEP, the digitalized version of RMB, the run currency of the Chinese Communist Party, this plan was made almost a decade ago. Its ultimate goal is to replace the USD dollars, right? And I think that Miles used to say that, you know, people won't believe it, but the DCEP will actually cause more harm than the Ukrainian war to the United States. I think that one thing that people need to understand is any centralized 
you know, um, currency issued by the government is a perfect means to enslave people. And the Chinese Communist Party is using that strategy to do it. The DCEP is something that the Chinese Communist Party established and to avoid the U.S. sanctions in the in, in the economic and financial era specifically. You know, um, last week, I think it was last week, the United States said that they were giving some money um, for weapons and stuff to Taiwan. Um, in reading in reading some of the response from China, China sent out a warning to um, the United States that you can do whatever you want to do. That's not going to stop us from uh, that's not going to stop us from our plans. Um, I guess the I guess my question to you is: Do you think that uh, the CCP is serious in their way of they are going to somehow take Taiwan? Do you think that that's in the cards? Yeah, soon well, or you know, yeah. Right? When I think that the Chinese Communist Party never stopped its plan or never changed its mind, uh, you know, in taking over Taiwan, and in fact that you know, in a lot of news that we saw that how the Chinese Communist Party responded to the U.S. aid to Taiwan was they will not pause its so-called reunification plan, right? Um, but, you know, proudly that there are many supporters uh, within the new federal state of China. They were actually coming from Taiwan and they want to protect democracy and, and the independence of Taiwan. Um, you know, last year when Mr. Mike Pompeo visited Taiwan, our our Taiwan chapter actually greeted mm. um, him and introduced him about the new federal state of China. And I would like to mention one little story uh, that from our supporter was when our supporter said to Mr. Mike Pompeo that, you know, we are a uh, new federal state of China and our mission is to take down the Chinese Communist Party. Mr. Mike Pompeo told our supporter that I promise when he said that to take down the Chinese Communist Party, Pompeo said, I promise. So I think that this is you know, how much the new federal state of China appreciated the support from the United States. This is how that we had confidence that we knew that the United States does not have choice but to protect Taiwan in the end. Yeah, and it's getting pretty serious. I mean, right now we pledge $345 million of our military equipment, not of new equipment. And it's going to include Stinger missiles, man pads, rifle. I mean, it's... Uh, I don't know where we're getting all this with everything that we've sent to Ukraine. I mean, obviously Taiwan is worth protecting in some way if we can do it, but if we can't do it, I mean, <laughs> you look at what we've sent to Ukraine already. Uh, I'm, I'm and, not sure. and, and they're getting their butts whipped. Yeah. Yep. All the stuff that we've sent there and they're getting their butts whipped. No, I think Taiwan would be different. Uh, I think, I, I think Taiwan, if you look, Historically, and it's an outcome of the civil war in China. The communists won the war, and they sent Chiang Kai-shek and his side to Formosa, renamed it Taiwan, uh, and it was basically a free state of China up until about, what, about five, six years ago when they capitulated the government. But uh, I'll tell you that Taiwan is not going to be, I don't care if it's the People's, People's Liberation Army or not, Taiwan's not going to be an easy one to take if the Taiwanese, if the Republic of China decides to fight back. That is, uh, during World War II, our American generals ruled out 
Formosa for any amphibious landings because it was too, too dangerous. I mean, so it's got a good defensive position, but that's a big army. Uh, so we'll have to see what happens. But what do you think? Do you think they're, or it looks to me as if they're, you know, upping their game as far as military exercises and things of that nature. Uh, do they plan to stand and fight? Well, I think that the, you know, the PLA had established a long-term plan in taking over Taiwan. Uh, but, you know, within the whistleblowers movement, Miles actually did a lot to protect Taiwan, especially last year in the summer that Miles released a series of classified red title documents indicating the PLA's setup in communication centers, fiber cables, uh, you know, lines and, 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 you know, strategies about the Chinese Communist Party. These documents were served primarily and solely for protecting Taiwan. So, you know, we wouldn't be able to have these documents without the inside support of the PLA. And in fact, that, you know, the original whistleblower of those classified documents were already, you know, fleed from China and kept safe about his families. So I think that, you know, our primary goal is we will do whatever we can to protect Taiwan. And I think that the Communist Party had never stopped its past and, and never stopped its effort in threatening and eventually taking over um, in, in that island. You know, it's interesting, too. One of the strategies that we've learned from the new federal state of China, too, is so we're Americans. We're big, loud and obnoxious. And we're like, we're going to take over that island. Let's get the tank. Let's go rolling in and blow stuff up. And, you know, like we saw Desert Storm and whatnot. But China has a very different approach. Like they seek and how they've sought to overthrow the U.S. government was without firing a shot. And it sounds like they're starting to initiate that in Taiwan where they're starting to get get tentacles into, you know, it's cheaper to buy a senator than it is to buy, you know, Abrams tanks. So can you kind of explain what China's strategy is just for especially our new viewers who don't understand, like China's not going to have like aircraft carriers show up to take over D.C. They're going to come in through the back door through congressmen and senators and, and all that stuff. So if you could just kind of go into that a little bit for us. Uh, right, Jason. I think for Taiwan, that Miles had mentioned a couple times that the infiltration or the threatening wasn't just coming from out of the military perspective, uh, that the Chinese Communist Party would make bets on who would be the next president of Taiwan. And this is primarily, you know, because that the CCP has lots of dark histories of, of the Taiwan, uh, you know, uh, election candidates that basically that, you know, the candidates uh, from the Taiwan election was almost CCP made. Uh, so I think this is something that, you know, we felt very disappointed uh, about the politicians in Taiwan. But this is also something, you know, that happens to almost all nations uh, in this world right now, that the Communist Party is trying to infiltrate the politicians and trying to control that, you know, a nation of democracies election results. Um, Japan. Where, where, where is this fault? Where does Japan fall in all of this? Because I remember before the pandemic, uh, I think Japan was trying to pull pull back or uh, gain some type of independence from from China. Or uh, I think uh, some type of English rule was ended or something like. I'm I'm not sure of the story. I guess I guess that's why I'm asking you. But hopefully hopefully you can clear my head on this. Um, 
it seems like Japan, I mean, is Japan falling in, in line? Are the Japan leaders falling in line with the CCP right now? Well, I think that the Japan leaders, um, you know, was being threatened by the CCP in the past as well. That in fact, that the plan of taking over Taiwan was not targeting Taiwan itself. It was, you know, after Taiwan, it was Japan. And after Japan, it was the United States, right? The CCP's ultimate plan was not to taking over an island. Its ultimate plan is to dominate the world. And I think that the Japan leaders understand it very clearly. Um, and, uh, you know, when Mr. Miles released that classified military documents uh, and, and tried to protect Taiwan, that in fact that he mentioned in his broadcast that those documents were raised much more in attention from Japanese government as well. So, so I think that you know the Japanese government is definitely be aware uh, of what what the whistleblowers movement is doing and is trying to protect its nation's interest and 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 to support Taiwan. I want to ask you something that's not really about the the the, pol the political things that we're talking about right now, uh, but back in the '80s, I served in the Republic of Korea, and I learned a lot of history about Japan and the rest of the Asian world. And the Japanese did some horrendous things to China in the 30s and Nanking and other places. And they did just as bad things in Korea uh, before the Korean War. And I just wondered, every time I hear uh, the Japanese come up in conversations like this, is there a deep resentment or anger uh, for people from China about what Japan did. I, I, I'm just curious about that because, I mean, the atrocities were, were bad. Right, Hutch. Um, and I'm, I'm not trying to make you uncomfortable. I just I just wondered right. if... Yeah, I, I think that, you know, the, the Communist Party was trying to utilize that historical event, the Nanking mass Massacre, to make Chinese people, uh, you know, uh, establish such, you know, huge resentment of Japan and, and to disconnect from people's understanding of this world. Um, you know, the history has, has been very um, heartbroken. Uh, and, and China had experienced much, much loss of lives. And it's a mistake that in the history, right? But looking at today, that do you think that the Chinese Communist Party killed less people than Japan? No. Uh, right? Uh, and, and, and so I think that the Chinese people needs to understand that the ultimate cause, um, you, you know, in, in, the, in the long history of Chinese people was that the Chinese Communist Party probably brought more loss of lives than Japan had done in, in that history period of time, right? Um, and, and I think that people should not be fooled by the CCP. Uh, people should not be, you know, being resentful to a nation or to, to you know, uh, uh, another group of, uh, of Asian people because of a mistake in the history and, and, and because of the propaganda of the CCP. Well said. Yeah, and that's a great point. One thing we've dove into a lot here is I, I think for us Westerners, we don't understand how diverse the Asian continents are and how there's different people. And and like there's a lot of Christians in China and people that oppose the CCP. So so it's a it's a big week this week, news wise. I mean, we had a Chinese lab discovered in San Francisco. We got Hunter Biden stuff and connections to China before we get out before we let you out of here. What what do you think our audience should be on the lookout for this week? And then let them know how they can follow you to keep updates on, on the breaking news. 
Right. Thank you, Jason. Well, the new federal city of China is very active on Getter. And if you want to follow, you know, the whistleblowers movement newly updates, please follow us at NFSC Speaks and NFSC TV. I think that the, the Chinese lab is definitely a you know a huge issue uh, in the past week. And if people want to understand more of this virus and its origin, we should definitely go back to see, you know, the the, the messages coming out from Mr. Mouse and and don't forget, right? The virus not it is not coming from a, of a Los Angeles Chinese lab. The virus is coming out from a Wuhan Institute of Virology, right? We knew that the Chinese Communist Party made it as a bioweapon to suppress against Hong Kong, and it got out of control in the end, and it cost you know millions of people's death uh, over the past three years. So I I think that you know. Uh, more needs to be covered and people should always look out for the Taiwan news, for the Chinese lab and, and for more of the CCP's aggression. All right, little sister, we got to let you go, but thank you. Thank you for um, um, checking in with us. Tell our family over there in the production side and um, all of our family in the new federal state of China that uh, we say hello and um, we're still here. We're still here for y'all. So thank you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. See you soon. All right. When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition my pillow. The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe gusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow, We interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. So take action now. The Federal Reserve's phased deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard and put your hard-earned assets in jeopardy. But here's the good news. There's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Speak to someone at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets. Dial 833, the number 2 USA Gold. Yes, call now, 833-287-2465. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Call 833, the number 2 USA Gold. Yes, call now, 833 287-2465. Act swiftly. 833-287-2465. Oh, wow. Hey, what's up? We're back. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Wayne Dupree, Hutch Wheeler Jr., Jason Robinson. 
here. Um, let me ask you. Um, is that Devin Archer testimony supposed to be closed live door? Or? Closed door. To give everybody the update, Devin Archer was Hunter Biden's business partner. He was charged with crimes unrelated to the Biden stuff, some fraud thing. Ironically, he's had this case going since 2018. And Saturday, the Department of Justice sent him a letter saying, we're trying to set up when you're going to surrender to go to jail. And people were saying they were trying to get him to not testify. I think it was just a, a push, like a brushback pitch in baseball. Like, hey, you want to go testify? The DOJ is coming after you. And uh, but he's there now. He showed up and they're having a closed door hearing. So we'll see what comes out of it. He was also John Kerry's campaign manager. Was oh, he, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. These incestuous money laundering things are just like as you start seeing it, you can't unsee it. You if know, you took, if you took the entire city of D.C. out, the country would not be in pain. Right. These people are just, it, the labels are just labels. They're all in the same Borgata. Yeah. You know, these lady Democrat, conservative, come on, man. Did you hear what Chris Christie's talking about President Trump? You're going to tell me that guy's a, a conservative what? Right now, right? Mean, give me yeah. a break. These people, yeah. Asia Hutchinson, it is inappropriate for any candidate to say they're going to pardon somebody. You know, go back to Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and all these guys, like, they're just pro wrestling promoters and they're selling yeah. t-shirts, you know, <laughs> Kevin McCarthy's up there going, we're going to really think about maybe impeaching Joe Biden. And then the Democrats over on the other side going racist, 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 you know, buy my t-shirts. And, and I mean, this is after that they lowered the bar so low that you don't even need any evidence to impeach somebody. No, you right. All you got to do is have a third party said something and overheard something at the crack house. When yep. I when I first heard the term impeachment with Nixon, I was like, "Wow!" All the way back to Andrew Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, that I mean that. Yeah, Andrew Johnson. Wow, he must have really did something that terrible that they had to him that impeach him. And usually, I mean, honestly, because I always thought if you are going to bring that, both both parts of Congress or majority of both parties agree. And back agree. then they did. Back then they did. Yeah. The reason that Nixon resigned is because the Republicans went to his office. Yeah. Right, 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 right. And told him. Right. And, and by the way, just to keep everything in perspective, the reason that Richard Nixon got impeached was because he was going to pick somebody other than the person that thought he should be the director of the FBI. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's the whole reason it all happened. It took him 20 years to admit it, but that's what it was. Well, and so, if, yeah. if you look at the Constitution, impeachment by the framers, like in the Federalist Papers, it was like by the time you bring impeachment, it should be a slam dunk. Yeah, It right. should be yeah. like, yeah, it shouldn't be, can I get 51? It should right. be, this right. is 75, 25. Like this is yeah. such a no brainer. And this is how, this is how dangerous so much Chinese money and other money being in politics is because we don't have any men with integrity anymore. Right. Nope. You couldn't get anything to pass both houses of Congress other than get rid of Trump. Right. But you can't get anything else to, it doesn't matter what it's about. They're sitting there defending this guy that's selling your grandkids out to Chinese. Think yep. about, think about what this guy's doing. 
and people are, 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 are helping them. The media, my God, the media. Yep. Look at the difference. Like Jason said, that people that didn't even know what was going on are saying, what's this uh, Hunter Biden thing? That's because of two days of media coverage right. after that deal collapsed. Mm-hmm. That's the first time they talked about it. Yep. It's criminal. Yeah. yeah, it's funny. You can look at the contents of the Hunter Biden laptop like it's available online. And, you know, maybe there's a small percent that's like added on. But it was funny. I was like, yeah, so so here he is doing crack. Here he is with an underage hooker. Here he is with a hooker across state lines. Here's a WhatsApp app messages. Well, it sounds like and and like all this stuff is verified and validated. And he's like, how many years in jail is this going to serve? <laughs> I mean, yeah. he's he's not allowed to be around his niece. Right. You know, he's just like his dad, a pedo. You know, I mean, it, it just goes on and on. It's right. an embarrassment, man. It's I can't believe so many people are so anti-American because you know they know what's going on. You know they know. That's it's a big lie. And for them to do that, to perpetrate that on the American people, it, it's it's uh I don't know what to think about it. I don't I don't think there's an issue. I we better not get in a war. Not well, until we get back which- together. Zelensky thought it was a good idea to drop drones in Moscow this you, weekend. You know what? You know what? You know what? I don't know. I, I, I seriously, I, I don't know what he's no. I know what he's trying to do. I wish somebody would just shake him, man. I, I wish mean, somebody would shake him. listen, what the, just, listen yeah. what the secretary of state said, Wayne. Hmm? Nuclear war is no worse than climate change. Are you serious? He said that. Anthony Blinken said that. Warmer temperatures are the number one existential threat to the world, the U.S. top diplomat claimed. The threat of nuclear annihilation is no more serious than the threat of climate change, Secretary of State Blinken has claimed. He should be removed today. Immediately. Immediately. Yeah. We are playing with the devil right here. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, when when he says that, like, like everybody in the country should just say, like, walk up, tap him on the shoulder. You're done. Like... It's, it's over. It's getting to be that close. I mean, where are the Republicans at? Where right. are these people? Where are that's they? A, that's what I'm talking about. When it gets down to stuff like this, you have to have an opposition to say, wait a minute, hold on, slow down. And Think it should about be three quarters of you Democrats. Yeah. Right. They all live in the targets. They all live in the cities that are going to get blown up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and um, that's why this Ukraine thing from the start, we should have either declared war and got in or got out. Like this has never worked when we just stick our toe in the water. And I mean, we've got they confirmed they've got troops on the ground and we've known it for a while. But last, we week, reported like last it here, week, we we reported it here. They created a brand new unit in Poland. Right. Built barracks and everything. Put the flag up. Yeah, no, it was worked into a press conference last week. Somebody asked him, like, we heard you have advisors. Oh, yeah, we got like 10,000 or whatever the number was, people. They're just advising. They're just training and all this and that. It's like. They're not even getting any better at the lies, man. They stay the right. same lies as Vietnam. <laughs> um, Real quick, because we bring you all types of news and entertainment. Paul Rubens has died. Pee Wee Herman. Oh, no, no way. way. Wow. How old was yeah. he? Um, tell you that in just a second. It's kind of hard to tell by looking at him. Yeah, that's true. Pee-wee just don't sit in front of him in the theater. Oh, <laughs> jeez. 
<laughs> you man. <laughs> I'll sit the row behind or a few rows side. Thank you. Good day. Jesus. Jesus. Turn man. the lights on. <laughs> no, please. <laughs> what are you doing? Um <laughs> It just, it just. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. no biggie. Did you see that thing, Laura Loomer? Yeah, no biggie. I guess who knows? Did you see that thing, Laura Loomer just dropped too? No, but you. Oh, seventy. He was seventy. Yeah. Oh 70. wow. He had he had cancer. Oh damn! He lived a long life. I thought he was younger than that. Yeah, seventy. Laura, you know what, ladies and gentlemen, I, friends, family. Romans, countrymen. Laura Loomer better watch out. <laughs> she better watch out. I think about that. I was like, God, dog, man. What'd she do? No, the way, the way that I mean, the way that she's just like just doing what she's doing, like one a day. It and she even said, uh, if they want me to go after Yunkin, I go after Yunkin because if they want to bring Yunkin. Into, I mean, I, I, I never liked Youngkin in the first place. I tell you this right now. I was I the same like way. Him. He was a Bush guy, like man. Governor. Right. I mean, I didn't like him as a candidate. He told Trump, "Stay away." I was like, "What type is this?" You know. And then he said, "You're going to do all that stuff in education and all that." But come to find out, Mister Governor, <laughs> Mister Governor, you got to work with those people. And the stuff that you said you were going to do, you can't do unless you have everybody working with you. But either way, she she's a uh, she's, she's on standby. Yeah, I know. He's on standby. He's been from the day one. I know. That's one of the reasons he got Republican money for his gubernatorial campaign. I was going to say that's what Laura Loomer. I haven't had a chance to go through it, so I might get some facts wrong. But basically, she's starting to track the money for DeSantis. And you see it's this big Ponzi scheme where these donors give money to the super PAC for his governor race. Then they slide it over to his primary race. Mm -hmm. And then they turn around and they pay the people that ran the super PAC, these exorbitant salaries and all these expenses to, to run his presidential campaign. And, and they're running the show and understand this. They don't care who wins. Right. You know, no, as a matter of fact, they get paid more when they lose. You know why, don't you? Because he's green, right? They don't care who wins because the green goes in their pocket. If you don't learn anything else from this show, conservative voters understand that. Yep, this is two branches of the same team. Yep, and it's yep. not that complicated of a theory to wrap your head around. Um, mm -hmm. Do you think Republicans gain more donations when they're running to unseat a bad president in like Biden or whatnot? Or do you think they make more money when they're in power and things are normal and things are stable? They raise way more money when everybody's pissed off. And it's about, all it's all in fear. Right. Mm -hmm. It's all playing the fear card. They do it every time. And they've even caught me a couple of times. Yeah, right? me too. Me too. Especially, especially when they get those polls. Wait, 
But you know what the worst thing is? The worst thing is the veracity with which the Republican people that cannot admit to themselves that yeah. they were fooled, the yeah. veracity that they try to aim at me, at us. That's why. And, and that's night, why. I had a guy on Friday night that wouldn't call me. He waited till the next guy's show. Got on there, called me a traitor, called my freaking co-host too stupid to know I was a traitor. I mean, it's like. You're, all I'm doing is telling you the truth, man. I mean, you, you wait, but hold on. You said he he didn't call your show. No, he waited till the next show to talk about you. Yeah, right. the last the last show I had, he called and he thanked me for giving him a place where he could put his opinion out. <laughs> and all I did was play the clip of that William Hurd. Yeah, and I'm a traitor. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't well, you trying know, to make it about me. I'm just saying. The veracity you know, some, of these people, people. some people have said, uh, y'all need to be going after the Democrats instead of this in-house fighting and stuff. Oh, it's like, do that. look, we know where the Democrats are. They ain't going nowhere. They aren't. They aren't going anywhere. Yeah, that's not the problem. It's getting rid of no. the guys on our side. Yeah. We, right. Most of, most of us already have a plan to defeat the other side. Don't The, the problem is the bottleneck that's up at the top, they won't let us invoke that plan. No, you you got McConnell. He's done. And the next four people, let's say three, the next three people that are in line for his job are John Thune, John Cornyn, uh, and uh, one other one, Barrasso. We talked about that months ago. If it comes time to replace the speaker, like Speaker of the House, we all knew McCarthy was a bad pick. It should have been, thank God for those 20. But in the Senate, like, I don't know who should be in charge of the Senate on the Republican side. I don't either. Because that's a special breed. You like They they have to have tape on you doing something devious, I think. Right. It should have been Jeff Jeff Sessions. (laughs) Jeff Jeff Sessions should have been the Speaker of the House, not DOJ, not in charge right. of the Speaker of the House. I mean, I'm not Speaker of the House, um, in charge Senate of the Senate. Senate. I'm sorry, right. Senate. Senate. Majority leader, minority leader. Yeah, yeah, he should. That's where he should have been. The Senate's where our problem is. The Senate's where the problem is, yeah. right? And well, I think both the House and Senate, if you had a good MAGA constituency in the House, you, you could do. just shut off funding to all this stupid stuff. Well, you know, the thing is, is that the, that's what happens. The house, <laughs> the house, you could turf somebody out every two years, right? That's the yeah. difference. The yeah. Senate, they got them six-year plans. Six, yeah, they got they're six. jagoffs for five years, and then the last year they pretend to be conservatives. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and it I'm works every time. Good. Lindsey yeah. Graham is yeah, still yeah, in there, for Christ's sakes. Yeah. So is Mitch McConnell. We knew about Mitch McConnell. The RNC told Wayne to stop being the maybe it wasn't the RNC. But I remember the Republicans back in the Tea Party days told us to shut up about Mitch McConnell. I think it was like, well, yeah, yeah, they, they, yeah, they. I was at a Tea Party event. Um, we were going from state to state, and we had stopped off, and we were getting barbecue in Heartland, America. Nothing like it, St. Louis, I think. And um, I was standing in line, and somebody walked up to me, a friend of mine, like, yeah, um. Great show, great show. You, Hutch, Alyssa, yeah, y'all really doing Thank you. You're going to get the um, brisket? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to get that brisket right there. Hey, listen, by the way, you're going after Mitch McConnell. Yeah? 
Yeah, I need to tone that down. Wait, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? We need to tone it down. Well, he's the only one that can win that race out there. But yeah, but the other guy can beat him. Yeah, but he can't beat her. He can't beat the Democratic opposition. Mr. McConnell can. But Mr. McConnell's losing to the other guy. Basically, it's a tight race. We can win this thing. We can get him out of there. Well, you know, that's not what they want to do. <laughs> Man, I that's when I really start looking hard at different things, but I didn't accept it until we were told about the Uniparty, you know, proving the Uniparty. Uni add that to what I was told. I was like, okay, it's a game. It's a game. I had that same conversation in line to go see it was either Bush or Cheney. I'm in line at an event to go see him at this hotel. And there's this lady next to me named Melissa Hart. She was a house member from Pennsylvania, supposedly conservative. And the, the Senate race was Arlen Specter uh, versus Pat Toomey, the primary. Uh, and I didn't know that Pat Toomey was Pat Toomey yet. I just knew he <laughs> I just knew he wasn't Arlen Specter, right? Arlen Specter was this deciding vote for acquittal of President Clinton during his yep. uh, conviction phase of his impeachment. Yep, and, Arlen Specter. Yep. And I was arguing with, and he he was the former Democrat District Attorney of Philadelphia, right? So I'm arguing with this Melissa Hart, like, hey, screw him, let's get Toomey in there. No. Oh, he's got all the, the, he knows everybody and he's really good. And oh, Jesus, mm -hmm. that was my first inkling that something's wrong. Yep. Something's wrong. Yep. Arlen Specter is the most moronic guy I've ever listened to talk. <laughs> I mean, he was bad. That guy was bad. Well, and it's funny because just this uniparty concept breaks so many people's brains where like we can all understand the Democrats. So at its core, Republicans and Democrats believe we approach things differently. And that's good. Like, sometimes they win, sometimes we win. The Democrat Party has come ridiculously corrupt in the last 15, 20 years. But the Republican Party's always been corrupt, in my opinion, in my <laughs> lifetime, where they just want, you know, it's they're just in it for the money. And it's, you know, go back to the military industrial complex. I mean, back when, you know, it wasn't just happenstance that, the side that gets money from the military industrial complex and the oils, like we keep going to blow up these Middle Eastern countries. And you notice how we don't do much in there anymore. Like it's just, we've mm -hmm. just kind of left it alone and let it do its thing. And that's just because all the Republicans were getting rich off of it. You know, the thing is, I bet you we can go back five, six years, maybe even seven years. And we've all been warned. We have all been warned about certain things in, within the government, within our the people that we support, the people that we vote in. Uh, we've been warned. Yep. And, a, and, and a lot of people, uh, me included, had turned blind eyes to those warnings. And But then we look on the other side, we're like, damn, why haven't things changed? Why, why, why does this feel like we're marching in the, like, just marching um, in the same spot. They call that something. I can't remember. But you're marching in the same spot. You're, you're not going anywhere. But um, treading water. Tread. Yeah. But I ain't moving forward. I, I, look, at, look, look at the game. It's so easy to figure out the game. It took so long. But, I mean, we finally figured it out. Uh, 
All you got to do is look at Ron McDaniel. Right. That's the game. Everybody got to come to this debate, and anybody on this stage is better than anybody on that side. It's Jim, a big probably. illusion, big <laughs> illusion that there's two sides. The Republican Party is not the answer, ladies and gentlemen. Now, Speaking I'm not of the debate, that. did you see what Trump said about the debate this morning? No. No. He said, uh, I'm not going to show up probably, but I might tune in to see if there's anybody there that could be my vice president. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he doesn't show up. I do. Uh, me, yeah, me too. Just for the first one. Me too. The second one, I would say, all right, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it on my terms. You know, or something of that nature. Not you know what, Tate. I, I wouldn't show up. Period. Well, and I, and I tell you why. If you can't crack fifteen, you ain't serious. You ain't even, you you you're not winning anything. If you can't crack fifteen of the leader, you know, you then there's something wrong with your campaign. There's something wrong with you. As a matter of fact, hold on. Hold on. I um let's see, where's it at? Where's it at? Yeah, this is uh this is a GOP strategist who was um talking about DeSantis. I don't think it's the campaign's fault at all. It's his Ed Rollins told the Rolling Stone on my, uh, on oh, Sunday. I hate that guy. Yeah, me too. Th there was hope for DeSantis. I think he's been a very flawed candidate. I know some of the people around him, and some of them are good, talented people. But every time he opens his mouth, he has a tendency to, uh, well, shall we say, think out loud. And he clearly doesn't understand the game. Iowa is not Florida. And he just doesn't get it. He's not a particularly articulate candidate. <laughs> and the skill you need to become president is typically being able to show voters that you can connect with them and that you understand their problems. It was it was. It was a great skill of Ronald Reagan, Bill Clinton, and Barack Obama, and my sense is that this guy does not have it. He does not come off as warm and fuzzy, and when you get into the culture wars the way that DeSantis has, the vast majority of the people don't understand what they are. That may work in parts of Florida, but these other places that he needs to win, that is not what sells. DeSantis is the only one who has the resources to win against Trump in the primary, and he is diminishing day by day. Now, he also, no, I mean, I really wasn't going to read this, but I read anyway. Rollins also at, well, but it's a long way to go. He hasn't risen to the level that he needs to rise to at this time, at this point in time. I don't see how he's going to turn it around. I do think it's going to be Trump's game, and at this point, I would be shocked if. Trump were not the nominee. I wish he would have added a list of all the people that he knows that are around DeSantis. I'd like that to be published in granite. <laughs> I just wonder if DeSantis is going to make it to the first uh, to Iowa. I think, you know. well, well, he's pandering on that one. Yeah, I, I think the um, Iowa governor would be a great vice presidential candidate. Really? The thing to watch DeSantis is Georgia. Georgia right. is the most corrupt Republican state in this union, second only to Arizona, maybe. Don't but you watch, he is in tight with Kemp, and Kemp has a stranglehold on the Republican Party in Georgia, just like Haley Barber did in Mississippi with that Chad Thorpe, whatever that guy's name, remember? Cochran. Yeah, Cochran. The same okay. as, I mean, this Republican apparatus went out and put racist things under people's windshield wipers 
about whoever was running yeah. against Chad or Thad. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, can I uh can can we do an do an on podcast like staff meeting quick? I think I've solved what we need what Trump needs to do for the debate. Yeah. So the first debate, we live stream it with the three of us and President Trump watching the debate, adding commentary <laughs> to it, like after somebody talks, like, come on, tell me, tell me, like, if we do like Mystery Science Theater 3000 or whatever that was, where we're like watching it and Trump's like, oh, my God, can you believe that guy? Like, tell me that wouldn't be the greatest thing ever. I think seeing he should do he should do a rally. The same time as all the debates. I think that, yeah, yeah. Just do a rally. Oh, right. And watch their freaking another network go down. Right. I remember, I I remember, I remember we were campaigning for Donald Trump in Michigan uh, during the 2020 campaign. And um, right. And, and we, the way they scheduled it, we did all of our talking and everything before. And they had a big screen behind us. So after we got finished, Donald Trump was doing his interview on MSNBC and we all got to watch it. You remember that woman in the back that came on going like this and then that one right there? She was the star of the show, but you know, we were noticing her the whole time. She was like, who is that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, she did, cause she was like, yeah, that's right. Trump, Trump yeah, Trump, Trump. I'm like, wow, look at that. But yeah, I mean, you know what? I think, I think, um, I think we will do, um, uh, I think we will do um, the debate. I think we will do. Yeah. Oh my God. Won't that be fun? Just like, like live stream it and be like, Oh my God. We'll, we'll get to watch like three or four candidates just like end their campaign right there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Rand who, 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 Rand who Paul, Oh yeah. <laughs> Poor Rand. Little Marco Rubio was good too. Rand was way down on the end. He was like, Trump was like, <laughs> keep getting farther away. <laughs> he was like, yeah. See, that's why Trump needs to be at the debate, just because the entertainment fact, like Trump watching Trump in a debate is like watching Michael Jordan in his prime. Like you just it, it, Tiger Woods in his prime. It's just spectacular. How about this? How about he show up at a debate and just sit on the front row? Oh, yeah. There you go. Just sit there waving. <laughs> just sit on the front row with his family. You know, with his legs crossed. <laughs> Eating a hot dog. Right. Oh, my God. And if they say anything about him, Trump would get up out of <laughs> he would get off and get up there and grab a mic. How, how y'all doing? How y'all doing? Right. You <laughs> are a lying piece of trash. I am done with you. Oh my god. Oh man. That would be the first time in history that probably has ever happened. The um it was like when, when he brought he brought them gone. women. When he huh? brought them women. Right. Those Clinton. Clinton, Yeah. uh, Yeah. Well, that is an old wrestling move, and Trump used to work with the WWE. So, you know, where you'd have the like opponents like sitting in the crowd. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like the Godfather. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So, what are you you working on, uh, Jason? 
Did I freeze? No, you didn't. He did. <laughs> wow. All right, Wait. so ladies and gentlemen, uh, I think they're here. trying to kill us. I think they're trying to kill us. I, I can't believe this, but this looks like other news that we've heard before. The flesh-rotting zombie drug Trank was identified in mainstream party drugs, according to a report. This stuff's in cocaine, heroin, that thing that's in Philadelphia that's making people's skin rot off. Mm-hmm. It's in all the drugs now, just like fentanyl. Yeah, Trank, yeah, Trank, Trank, tri- yeah. Damn. Wayne showed a video on that months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now it's in mainstream drugs, not just in Philly. It's in cocaine and heroin, and 15% of all drugs tested in the DEA's New York division have come up positive for twank. For twank? Twank. (laughs) Twank. I was hoping nobody catch that. I did. I did. (laughs) It kind of processed really fast, too. I was like, yeah, he said twank. You know what, too? I'm starting to see a lot of people with lists these days. Like Van Jones? It's just, you know, that's a whole different thing. Yeah, that's yeah. the whole girlification, right? <laughs> Jason, what you working on? Uh, you know, this week I'm curious to see what comes out of this Devin Archer hearing today. Hopefully, we'll have some news. It's a closed door hearing, so who knows? It'll probably that's be some closed door. That's yeah, stuff. it'll probably be some kabuki theater. Uh, but still, I, I think that could be entertaining. Uh, the other thing I think that is going to be really exciting to watch this week is this Ukraine-Russia thing. It's like, and we keep saying like it keeps going wild, but them attacking Moscow, like yeah, that's that's not a story. That's a that's a danger. Yeah, yeah, that's a danger. And and I mean, we've been talking about the escalation, and it's and and that's one of those like there's no backseas from that. Like you shot. And Ukraine admitted, like, yeah, we shot drones. And the there's mafia. nothing in the world that's going to insulate us from that because Ukraine is us. Right. Yeah. As sucks as that sounds, it is. Yeah, so I'll be watching a lot of stuff coming out of there to see what Putin and his team's reaction is to that this week because, yeah, that I don't think that's going to fly for them. It can't. They've already said, Medvedev already said, there's only one answer to this, and it's nuclear. Yep. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, coming up after this here on Red Boys Media behind the network, starting at 1.30. So happy to have y'all again. We'll be back tomorrow, Tuesday, 12 o'clock. We broadcast Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Y'all have a great evening. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.